Welcome to the Benedict House Prep School podcast, your chance to hear from the staff, from the school community, and possibly the most important, the pupils. In this episode, we're talking all about the recently installed facilities at school by speaking first of all to Jenny Mullen. She's from the company that provided the equipment, but then we speak to four children from years four and five because I asked them what they really think of everything that's been installed. Because it's all well and good hearing the theory of why good learning spaces are important for the children, but I really wanted to know what it's actually like for them. So we hear from Caitlin, from Oscar, from Autumn and from Arthur. And then I even get the chance to sneak in a few questions from Mr. Wardle, the headmaster, to get his view on everything too. It's a very busy episode, but it's one I think you're going to love. So come with me now as we speak to four of the pupils, the headmaster, and first of all, to Jenny Mullen from Kidsync. Jenny, thank you for joining this episode of the podcast. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. Good. Uh, it's sunny and warm here, so what could be better? That's good. That, that's very good to know. Now, just tell me a little bit about what you do, first of all, would you? Sure. So I work for a company called Kids Inc. Um, and we design amazing spaces to into schools. Uh, we've worked with schools right around the world, creating some of the most innovative, fun, exciting learning experiences you could imagine. And classrooms today shouldn't feel like they look shouldn't feel, shouldn't look like they failed to look back in, I won't say exactly when, but back when I was at school. Um, and that's our really our mission to make sure that, you know, the classrooms of today are reflecting the amazing practice in our classrooms, affecting the amazing things that our children can do and the amazing things that teachers want to teach them as well. Okay, sure. Right. So, so tell me about the work then that you've been doing recently at Benedict House Prep School. Yeah. So we love the guys at Benedict House, first of all, because they had such a passion for making really, really amazing spaces for their children. And that is it's so easy to work with a school when that, that just naturally aligns with our values as well. So that was the wonderful thing. From the outset, they were just very, very easy to work with. Um, the school was expanding. They were taking on more space and that gave them lots of opportunities to add in some additional specialist spaces. So we began with the STEAM lab. So... I'm sure it doesn't need explaining to anybody who's listening to an education podcast, but perhaps we'll just do it anyway. So that's science, technology, engineering, art, and mathematics. So really it's the innovation hub of the school. So we provided for the children of Benedict a space where they can innovate, where they can create. They've got wonderful, you know, they've got pull down electricity supply from the ceiling so that retracts and goes away when they need it not to be there, but when they need to use, you know, perhaps glue guns or machinery or equipment, it's all there for them. The school were very, very clear that they wanted all of the children to be able to access this space. So we ordered, um, especially from Italy, uh, from our manufacturing partners in Italy, we ordered some height adjustable tables. We had bespoke tabletops made for them so the children can not only work standing up, work sitting down, but they can use the um, tabletops, they're writable, so they can use them to create, to brainstorm, to, you know, do anything they really want to on there. We created lots and lots of bespoke storage because the school were, you know, they want to make everything look beautiful and tidy. And of course, if you've got children who are being very innovative, that's not always the case. <laughs> no. <laughs> and they were adamant also, what I love about Benedict is that actually what they were really, really wanted to have was lots of space to display what the children were doing. Mm. And we re revisited that quite a few times. They wanted to make sure that, you know, it wasn't just your traditional perhaps art room where you hang up something drawn on paper on the wall. If these children were making fantastic 3D creations, we needed space to display them and to make sure that they were kept nice and safe throughout perhaps the creation process. So if you've got the younger kids coming in, 
the work that the older kids are doing needs to be kept nice and safe away from them for the next time they revisit that lesson. So I'm really proud of that. I'm really, really proud of that space. It strikes me it's kind of a lot of that is about making education fun. Is, is that a fair thing for me to say? I think it's about making, you know, I think it's easy to say making education fun. I think education always should be. But it's, mm. it's a, you know, they're able to address some really serious topics in there as well. It's the space that I imagine the, mm. the teachers will talk about climate change. It's the space that they will talk about all the challenges that, you know, humanity face at the moment. And it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's an open-ended uh, space that the children can come up with the, their own answers to those kind of problems. So, yes, mm. fun, mm. but also, you know, engaging. And there's a depth to the learning in there, I would say. Okay. So tell me what else you've done then at Benedict's House. So they love reading there. They really, really love reading. And they wanted, really, they had two rooms available from this expansion that I think had previously been classrooms, but that they were going to give over to being library spaces. And what we came up with was the idea of creating slight separation between the younger age groups and the older children. So the younger age group have now got a beautiful reading snug, we call it. So there's lots of cosy nooks in the wall. There's a cosy corner where they can cuddle up with a teacher and read their favourite book. Lots and lots of bespoke storage. There's also my favourite, favourite bit, a double height reading tree house. Oh, wow. So it's almost like, it's, it's almost a bunk bed and almost not. You know, you can cl climb up to the top bunk. So we've made it a shoes off space. The children take their shoes off before they go in. Mm -hmm. Climb up to the top bunk, get some comfy cushions and a blanket and really snuggle up and just enjoy the experience of reading. Mm. So that's what we've done for the younger children. And then across the corridor from there, we have the resources room. So, you know, similar in that it's a very comfortable, enjoyable space to read and enjoy books. But the children there have space to research. They have, mm. you know, a, a table with some power so that they can bring their laptops or bring their iPads and research and use the books and perhaps complement the research with you know, the, the use of some tech. There's a, there's a whiteboard on the wall in there. So it's just that slightly more grown-up feeling space. Again, we've given them fantastic, we called it our shout-out board, but one one shelving unit all the way down the side has got a huge write, writable board. So again, if mm -hmm. the children are working together, researching together, doing some group work together, they can scribble away on that and come up with great ideas together. And then outside, we moved outside. We did um, some upgrades to the early years play area. And then we also created a forest school. So it's a, it's, it's a South London school. So, you know, space isn't in terms of, it's not one with expansive green spaces. But again, they were really passionate about giving the children wonderful, wonderful outdoor experiences. So the school are adding in lots of new sports spaces. They're adding in, you know, they've got plans for the future to add in all sorts of new facilities around sports, but they wanted to make sure that the children were also getting those natural experiences. Mm. So we took a previously unused piece of land and turned it into a lovely forest school. So the children have got now an after-school forest school club when they can really get outside and be in nature, whatever the weather, and, and just have those lovely, authentic experiences. Amazing. Well, in a moment, we're going to find out from the children exactly what they think of all of this. But before we do that, I wonder if you can just tell us why you feel like this makes such a big difference to the children themselves before we speak to them and their learning experience at school. I think, first of all, you know, you invested in the space in a, in a school and children feel valued. They know what they need a lot of the time, the children. They'll, they'll have been able to see what they weren't able to do, perhaps before they had a steam lab and all mm -hmm. the things that they can do now. Um, I think upgrading facilities in the school is just a great way to say to the children, we really, really care about what we're doing for you here. And, mm -hmm. and that has, has really shone from Benedict, I think. 
Well, Jenny, it's been great talking to you, but I'm really keen to find out from the children how they actually get on with all of this. So first of all, hello, children. How are you? Well, it's great to have you here with us today. So thank you for coming onto the podcast. Um, now, Jenny's been talking about why things like the STEAM lab and the, you know, being an innovation hub, why it's all really good for the school. But I wonder whether one of you can just tell me what the STEAM lab is actually like to use from a child point of view. The STEAM lab is very fun to use because it has all the things that we need when we're crafting and that's I think that's really important. Thank you for that Caitlin. What kind of things do you craft in there? We do painting, we have a 3D printer in there and sometimes we can 3D print things. We also do artwork like collages. And Oscar I see you there. Um, is, is the Steam Lab something that you use as well? I'm thinking about the 3D printer and, and, and some of the painting that Caitlin was just telling us about. Yeah we use the 3D printer for we have a chess club where if you win you get um, a trophy which is 3D printed and that's really fun. Oh wow so the trophy is something that you've made yourselves then? Yeah at school. Wow, that's incredible. That really is. And do you have any of your artwork up on the walls in there as well? Yes, I have a Mayan mask I made and my class made their own as well. Excellent. Thank you for that, Oscar. Oscar, tell us how old you are as well. Ten. You're ten. So you're in year five, is that right? Yes. Okay. And Caitlin, I didn't ask you how old you are. How old are you and which year are you in as well? I'm 10 and I'm in year five as well as Oscar. Year five with Oscar. And next to you is Autumn. Autumn, hello. How are you today? Hello. Good, thank you. Excellent. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, First of all, how old are you and which year are you in? I'm nine and I'm in year four. In year four. Excellent. Well, thank you for being here. Um, Now, again, we were hearing about about places like the Reading Snug and the Reading Treehouse. Uh, Are these places that you've been to? Yeah, we go quite a lot to the library. And of course, like the Reading Snug and stuff is in the library. So yeah, we go there quite often. It's very fun. What kind of things do you like reading when you're there in the library and in the Reading Snug? Well, there's lots of like um, history books and there's like this collection called My Story. And I'm really obsessed with the Tudor, so I really like reading like the Tudor versions of the diaries and stuff. <laughs> Excellent. And My Story, did you say? What's, what's that all about? How does that work? So it's like vividly imagining like duchesses and like poor people and like queens and princesses. It's like a diary entry, so you kind of get like how they live in those times. And how do you find it helps you having the reading snug and the reading treehouse? Because to be honest, I mean, it it is possible to read a book from anywhere. But, you know, I imagine that the reading treehouse and the reading snug, they're nicer places. But 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 tell me in your own words how it helps you with your reading. Well, I think because like sometimes we can read in the classroom but I feel like that's quite like because we're in the classroom it's not like you just have to sit in a chair and you have to be really quiet but like I feel like the reading snug it's like kind of just like a place to get away from those like hot classrooms and just to like lie down and just like have fun reading a book and I feel like it's really just like cozy and it feels quite warm and like just nice just nice that's fair enough I, I like that I like that a lot and next to you we've got Arthur hello Arthur how are you today Good. Thank you for joining us, Arthur. How old are you and which year are you in? I am nine and I'm in year four. And how long have you been at the school for, Arthur? I've been at Benedict House for about five years now. 
for five years. Okay, right. So for quite a long time. Okay, so tell me a bit then about Forest School because I'd love to know what it's like, especially if 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 I was a mum or a dad and I was listening to this and I've got younger children. Can you just describe to me what it's like so that I can picture what my younger children would 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 experience when they go into Forest School? Well, we built forest school not that long ago and it's like an after school club for like preschoolers and receptioners and it's just like gets you used to like the more um, natural places so they grew like quite a bit there's quite a big tree in there and you um i think like they did some campfire safety not long ago and yeah if i was that young and i was like preparing to go into nature or something i would rather prefer going into nature knowing how to do a campfire than just going into nature not knowing how to do a campfire arthur this might sound like a silly question but do you think it's really important that children have fun when they're outside Yes, I think it's very important because instead of staying inside all the time, just like watching the television or something like that, whatever you do when you're at home, you can like go outside, enjoy nature and just like run around and have fun. Yeah, I'm glad that you said that, Arthur, because if you'd said, no, it's, it's not important to have fun outside, then, then that would be a bit of a showstopper. So, so that, that's really good. So I wonder then if anyone else can tell me something about, about these things we've been talking about. Which, which is your, which your favourite space to be in? I would say my favourite space to be in is probably like the reading nook because like it just gets you away from like learning. You can just clear your mind and just read your favourite book in the library. And normally we go there on a Friday and just for like 30 minutes just calm down and just read a book until the end of the day until we go home. I love that. Thank you, Arthur. Uh, Autumn, how about you? Well, I would say the reading note, but since Arthur said that, I do kind of have a second favourite. I would say that maybe the steam room, um, as like, you can do like loads of fun arts and crafts, and um, we've been learning about Claude Monet last half term, and we were doing like, we could do like loads of different paint stuff. If we did it in the classroom, we'd have to be careful that we didn't get all the paint on the stuff. But in the steam room, there's like wipeable tables. So like you could just like scribble on it and you, you it would just be wipeable. So yeah, I think that's quite enjoyable that you can make like as much mess as you like. That sounds really good, awesome. So it sounds like the steam room is is fit for purpose because it, 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 you, you can do the things that you need to do in there without worrying. And it also sounds from what Jenny was saying, like it's all uh, fully equipped with with glue yeah. guns and lots of equipment and, and things <laughs> like that and Oscar what what would you say your favorite part of all of this is you can say the same thing as what some of the others have said if you want to no actually my favorite is forest school because I love being outdoors and I love getting close to nature like Arthur do you think it's important to have lots of fun outside as well Yes, because at one point you're definitely going to have, go outdoors, no matter how old you are. Um, there's there's at least one point in your life where you're going to be outdoors. You can't just stay in your house forever. No, you're absolutely right, Oscar. You're absolutely right. It's great to be outdoors. It really is. Caitlin, tell us what your favourite area is, some of the things we've been talking about here. I can't decide between the reading nook and the steam room. I like the steam room because I'm really into creativity and when I'm in there it feels like I'm surrounded by it and it really gets me in a good mood. That's a great answer Caitlin, that really is. 
Well, next to you, of course, and in the same room, we've also got Mr. Wardle. So hello, Craig. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Uh, I'm very well indeed, thank you. I must say, it's great speaking to, to the four children in your office there. But before I ask you anything about what we've been talking about, they're very confident at speaking, which is which is great for children in year four and year five. Is this normal for children at Benedict House Prep School? Yes, I think through the English curriculum, the children are prepared to speak and express themselves clearly and eloquently. And we have debates as well. So the children are, are, are very confident in speaking and addressing various issues that are important to them. That's great to hear. That really is. Now, Craig, one of the things Jenny was saying a little bit earlier was that the school has a real passion for making amazing spaces for the children. Where did that come from? With the development plan, we were able to have this blank canvas of using space that we'd never had before. We were housed in three Victorian buildings with limited space, With taking on the Elizabeth building, we had a canvas to create learning spaces that were going to fit in for our children's needs and looking towards the future so that children or parents considering coming to the school could see the opportunities for their children to be creative, to use skills for the future job markets that we may not even be aware of at the moment and that we would be able to offer a broad curriculum to the children. And we've also heard how the children are able to, to display the work that they've been doing as well. Why, why do you feel that sort of thing is important too? The children like seeing their work around them. It makes the environment theirs. It makes it home. And also when visitors are coming around the school, they may see the children sitting at their desk doing more traditional subjects. But if they can see beautiful artwork around, 3D models, computer work, they can see aspects of the curriculum that they might not witness as they're walking around the building. Mm, no, I see. I see. So right now, all of this sounds very exciting. But, but what, what happens next? I mean, what, what comes after all of this? We get to use all this fantastic space and love using it. Seeing the children in the steam room creating, making a lovely mess, having great fun, developing new skills, to see them snuggled up in the bunk beds in the reading nook, to see them researching and expanding their knowledge. It's, it's a blessing. It is absolutely fantastic to see the children thriving and loving all those new facilities and we look forward to the next stage in the development with our mugger pitch outside and the sports cube that's coming along and the next step in benedict's development it sounds amazing it really does and it's great to see that the children are actually using this and engaging in it instead of it just being you know a bit of a showpiece for parents that might be visiting the school but you're not doing it for them you're doing it for the children who are there and enabling them to have that good experience there Craig, we're going to hop back and speak to Jenny now. So Jenny, it's been great hearing how the children experience all of this. What's it like for you to hear the direct feedback from something that you've installed there at the school? It's it's actually, I've got to say a little bit cliche, I don't know, but it makes me quite emotional because I think we're so much at the, you know, we spend a lot of the time at the plan stage, at the, you know, the Excel spreadsheet stage, at the planning stage, at the getting the materials in stage. It feels like that part you know, runs for a very long time in a project like this. And then all of a sudden come September, the kids are in and using the spaces. And I, you know, I I've obviously, you know, I've, I'm a great fan of, of Benedict's school and I follow them on all the social media. And every time I see a picture of a child, you're curled up in that tree house or mm. using the resources room or, you know, creating something fab in the steam room. It just, it really makes me extremely happy. Yeah. 
And of course, children being outside, you know, they, they were talking about having a lot of fun in the yeah. outdoor play areas. And I imagine that there must be science behind that. I'm, I'm not going to quiz you on what that science is, but there must be science behind, you know, if you oh, you're have welcome to. I'm very, I'm oh, very right. passionate about, so I'm an ex-early years teacher myself and very passionate about the oh, importance awesome. of forest school practice. Tell us more and about there that. there is so much, you know, they think they're having fun. They think they're having fun, but actually they're doing an awful lot of learning. Mm. Um, you know, forest school practice is all about resilience, first of all. I saw there was an image on uh, the school, I think it was their like LinkedIn profile a few weeks ago, and the teachers were doing some training for using fire pits safely. Now, of course, I think a lot of people would think, oh my Lord, you know, young children and fire, what on earth are you thinking of? But actually, if we teach children to approach these things, you know, approach risky behaviours, if you like, with thought, with care, they become resilient adults, you know, and this is the, in this world when our children are very much kind of wrapped up in cotton wool and, you know, really taking care of every touch point in their day. Actually, mm. if we can put some real proper challenges in their way, that's that's one great way to develop them into being really resilient adults. So yes, mm. I love forest schools altogether. Jenny, it's been great talking to you. But first of all, children, thank you very much. A big thank you to you for being here and thank you for speaking so well. Thank you. Craig, it's been great talking to you. So thank you for being here. Pleasure. And Jenny, a big thank you to you as well. Thank you. Very welcome. So that was Caitlin, Oscar, Autumn and Arthur talking to us today from Mr Wardle's office, along with Jenny Mollen from KidsInc joining us remotely. Isn't it amazing how technology allows conversations like this to take place? A big thank you to everyone for joining this episode of the podcast, even to Henry the dog who joined us very quietly halfway through. Now, our next episode is coming out soon, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.